write real formally with a blog, as you know, you want it to be more conversational. You want to feel like you're sitting down with this person and talking to them. So having that authentic voice that they're talking about and bringing that to their blog is important and not just strictly focusing on, you know, the grammar and the sentence length. Like this isn't a college paper. This is a representation of their brand. So you want to make sure that comes through. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, today I have my teammate, friend, and a teacher, Nicole Morgan here to tell us about her job working as a unicorn BA. A few years ago, when I first hired Nicole to my team, I did it to help me out with my client load. I was drowning. I had too many clients and I needed to outsource or subcontract some of the work to somebody who was smart. And I had posted a Facebook post asking for friends who could help me a lot of friends in the PR journalism world, and I knew somebody out there could help me with some of the blogging. She answered my call. She had a little bit of experience in SEO, that search engine optimization. I knew as a teacher, she could write and spell. But more importantly, she had the drive and I immediately put her to work and I trained her on the fly. And she took off from there. How I trained her on the fly and some of the videos I was teaching her I recorded it along the way, and then that became what is now my Digital Media VA crash course. I actually started Nicole with some Pinterest and some blogging, and she has been such a blessing in helping me with the client load. At one point, I did have eight women working for me and had scaled my freelance business to be a bit of an agency. Nicole was always somebody I could count on. She's one of my right-hand ladies, and she helps me do my own blog weekly. And I never thought I'd be blogging. It's so kind of funny to say that out loud. She also helps me on one of the biggest Pinterest accounts I have with Miss Mustard Seed. She's been amazing, and she's a true gem. And although she's a unicorn in the truest sense, I wanted to bring her on to our Facebook group, to this podcast, to talk about her blogging services. She works with several of my clients, helping them produce, publish, monetize weekly content in the forms of blog. It's called content marketing. Clients put something out every week. She helps them write it, make them pretty, get the blog to be optimized and monetized. She helps them come up with the ideas. She's kind of a content manager. And then she also taps into her knowledge of search engine optimization. So without any further ado, here is our Facebook Live with my lovely friend and a teacher doing this as a side hustle, Nicole Morgan. Hey everyone, welcome to our Thursday Lunch and Learn. Today I have my teammate Nicole here with us. Hi everyone. Yeah, hey, she's going to talk to everyone about her blogging services. So Nicole, let's jump right in. Tell everybody what you did in your past life, what you're doing now, and how we connected. So I am actually a teacher and I'm still teaching full-time. And my master's degree is in information science, which is related to a lot of things. 
but part of it is um, how to organize information. So that's kind of how I really got interested in this. This isn't something I learned in my graduate program, but you know, it's kind of that background information. And we have a mutual friend that introduced us. And so when you were posting on Facebook about, you know, the stuff that you're doing and the job and the work, I'm thinking, you know, I, I could kind of do this. Like, this sounds really cool. So I think that's when I first reached out to you is something that you had posted on Facebook. What made you want to do this? Well, you know, I've been looking for um, something to do on the side. Like, I love my job, but, you know, I have some time off and I just want to keep active, like doing something different. And a lot of people who are teachers want to find that extra job and a lot of them are tutoring and that sort of thing. And I was ready to do something different because, you know, I love spending time with the kids, but I've got my own young kids at home and it was just a time to kind of look for something new. And it's really interesting to me. Like, I like working online. I've always been a little bit techie and interested in that. And it just seemed like, this could be kind of cool. And, you know, a nice way to make a little extra money and have something to do on the side that's not related to what I do all the time anyway. (laughs) And way different than mom world as well. Yeah, because there's a relationship there between mom world and teaching. And this is nice to have something totally different. Yeah, you can get lost in your brain, knock out the work. You can do it on your own time. Exactly. So did you come to me knowing SEO and WordPress? No, well, I never used WordPress. I'd used a couple of other just basic website building before. Okay. I was familiar with SEO. Again, it's kind of that information part, like understanding how we use information, but not from a marketing perspective as much. Okay. So um, it was kind of new. So kind of built on that background, but definitely some new things there too. And for the record, we met through a mutual friend because we went to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> For a group of uh, moms, and I was doing the half marathon. I think you were doing one of the K races. We had a mutual friend. Everybody was super cool on that trip. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. We should do that again. And I did not even, I don't even think I talked about my business or anything I was doing. I don't remember. No, Mm -hmm. I don't think we even had talked about this. No. So when I made that Facebook post and you reached out, I just, there's so many lessons in here alone. Right. it's your circle. You never know who around you is going to have the talent, who's going to have the business. Some of us are really quiet about the things we do, but you don't know. I know. Unless you put yourself out there and you just had that at work. A coworker who teaches with me, she was like, I had no idea you did this. I know someone that needs a person to help with their business, social media. And I'm like, well, I do. And she was like, I had no idea. And we work together every day. So yeah, definitely. If you stay what you do, people need this. Like they need this help. They know somebody who needs this help. I cannot say this enough to my girls and to even people who aren't even my students. I'm like, just start talking about what you want to do with your circle in a non-salesy, sleazy way. Just like let people know. Yeah. And some, I don't even remember what that post was. I think I went back and screenshotted it at one point and I remember you responding. It was super casual and not, but I know I had friends who wish they had responded and you were one of the few who did right away. And what happened there was I was trying to grow my team. I had too many clients. I hated saying no (laughs) to clients and they needed help. They were so desperate for help. So I got you, Deb, who are both still on my team, which is amazing. And um, a couple other girls had responded and I ended up just throwing you into the fire. (laughs) 
teaching you on the fly. Do you even remember what your first tasks were? Pinterest. I remember Pinterest because that was something I was already familiar with. So that was a natural transition, you know, taking just a few marketing ideas and figuring out that side of it. But the tech side, you know, was already there because it's Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too, because I was basically teaching you my path. Right. Started with Pinterest. I taught you about the things that we need there. You were helping with clients. And then the next logical step was blogging. And that's why we're here today because we're covering this in the VA crash course this week. We're talking about SEO and blogging services and how critical this is in to online clients, mainly because they are supposed to be producing new content every week. And for the search engines to find this content, you need to know SEO. So they're together this week. It's a doozy of a week in the crash course, but I want to bring you on so you can talk about the services you do, just what that looks like, how you're communicating with clients, just give people the insight to the blogging side of your world. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's so much variety because, you know, as you know, you've got clients who start with a blog and that's how they build their business. Like they think I've just got these creative ideas and I throw them down. And then as the business builds, they're getting, it's great, but they're getting overwhelmed and they need that help to take those ideas and keep active on their blog. Like they've gone into social media, they're selling products or courses, but the blog is still the main part of their program. So they still need that. And then you've got other people who want to sell a product and they've got you know great ideas, but they don't have the online presence. So they're kind of looking for someone to build that through the blog, you know, to mark their place so that they have, you know, a good source outside of just their Facebook or Instagram for people to find them. So, you know, it could be some people come and they have all their ideas and they just need someone to put it in the blog, make it look pretty, do the tech stuff, you know, make the search engines happy and make sure that the grammar is there and do a quick edit and make it look pretty. But then other people really need ideas. You know, here's like a very loose thing I want to talk about, but what do I need to write about? You know, how can I make it appealing? How can I tie it into what I offer and can offer people? And so there's a huge gamut of, you know, what you could even do with this, like whether it's a lot of just tech and like editing or even just creating your own help with creating content with that. So there's a huge stretch and, you know, you can take different clients who have different needs and kind of work with that. So it's kind of actually, even though it's all blogging, there's so much that works into it. It can be a variety of things, even under blogging. I love that you said that because I I want to teach my students to be the unicorn. And in order to do that, they're going to sit down and do the work, but they're also going to pitch and catch with the business owner. They're going to say, hey, you know, I'm seeing this search word is doing really well on Pinterest, or this is a hot topic. Let's do something on that. Or let's take this content that you have and divide it and stretch it out and make it last longer so you can work less. Right. I love that about you. You have a a pretty big client right now who you come to the table with those ideas and kind of give her hints for the things that she can't quite see in front of her because she's stuck in the work. So talk a little bit about that. Like, well, especially people who create, you know, they're very creative and they make all this really great stuff that are really, um, they're hitting people. Like people love their work and they want to buy it or they want to do it or they want to practice it, but they don't realize sometimes even the value in their own work. So they're doing all this really cool stuff and they may be doing it, you know, in, in person, like doing like local stuff, bricks and mortar, they may be 
doing a big, strong Facebook, you know, Facebook lives. And they spend all this time doing it and they don't realize like how much content is actually there. So if you can sit with them and say, yeah, you did this one thing, but you know, you talked about your favorite products doing this, you know, people might want to know your favorite products that you talked about how you might use this in a different way. You know, you can do that. Like you can stretch that and they're like, Oh, it's a light bulb. So they can get burnt out, you know, thinking, Oh, I've got to think of all these brand new ideas, but they don't realize sometimes even how much material they have good material and one idea that they've already done. So you can kind of take that and tweak it and just have them add a few details or help them find a few details to make it really flesh it out. And people love it because, you know, sometimes when you've, especially if you're creator, I think you've been doing it for a while. You don't realize like maybe what a beginner needs to know. So you think, oh yeah, you know, we'll just make this thing or we'll paint this furniture and we'll do whatever. But to a beginner, they want to know what brushes are you using? You know, how did you dry the furniture? Like all those details you may not think about putting in, but you can add that to your blog and really create a really thorough source of material that people are Googling. They want to find this and that's how they're going to find you. And it's not really any extra work. It's just kind of taking what you've already done and hitting those targets with it. So So you have a lot of clients who are DIY and do you have a background in DIY? I do not. Um, (laughs) I don't. It's interesting to me, but I don't do a lot of crafting. I don't do a lot of, you know, furniture painting or any of that. So it's interesting to me, but you know, again, it's kind of cool because it's something totally different. I don't do in my real world. So I think it's good that you have that lens that you can go in and say, okay, you're missing this. Cause like you said, the client doesn't always see what's in front of them. And sometimes they need a little guidance and you can do that as somebody who's new to their industry. Like explain that. I don't get that term. (laughs) You kind of skipped over about five steps here that I, (laughs) your readers might be. Yeah. And and that's important to know because on a blog, somebody would click away. If they're not getting the information that they need, they're going to click away. And why we got to think like, why are we even doing this blog? We're doing the blog to get people to fall in love with their clients, to buy their products. So if they're clicking away, you just lost an opportunity. And it could have been easily fixed, just adding that little extra step in there. In our course, we go over six things every blog must have. And I've put that together after years of doing this type of work for clients. And sometimes I would forget <laughs> little things. Right. And it always, it, you will look, if you're one of my students, you will look super hot if you can start off with a client and start adding things to their blog that they yeah. weren't doing. Right. And it's not that hard, but you have yeah. to be thinking longer term than just publishing a blog. So right. yeah, that's... That's one of my biggest lessons learned. So tell me what it looks like for you in working behind the scenes with a client to get this content out. Well, it can really, like I said, it can vary. Um, some clients, they are very creative and they're a lot sometimes writers themselves. And they are like, here's this material. I just need you to put it in. And then it's a matter of going into WordPress, you know, making sure the SEO is there, making sure that the grammar is all there and that even like just the appearance, the aesthetic of it, you know, is it cutting off at the right spot, just making it look good so that people aren't frustrated when they're scrolling through and then it invites them in. But other people, you know, they say, like, I have this kind of vague idea that I want to teach people about, you know, painting ceramic, but where do I go from that? And sometimes that could actually be, you know, doing some research and, you know, helping them come up with ideas and then actually, 
you know, taking the content that they've created in their way, whether it's a Facebook Live or whether it's, you know, a series of Instagram posts and thinking, okay, let's repurpose this. Let's fill it in. Let's add some details and then turn that into a blog post. Whereas they are saying, I don't really, you know, I've got this stuff I've already done, but I don't know where to go from here. So it can be a big variety of things. Um, you know, obviously you're going to come into the WordPress platform or whatever platform they're using. And a lot of the technical stuff is all there and you're going to do a lot of the same steps, but you know, how much you're involved in it can really just depend on that client relationship and how much you're helping them create or how much, you know, you're just taking their pieces and putting it all together and making them look good with it. Yeah. And when you're starting with a new client, it's it's not seamless and perfect at the beginning. You kind of no. have to get to know each other and work it out. And I, I like to start with either blogging or email with a client because it kind of, I get to test out if they're consistent right. and they can stay on deadline. And it just kind of gives me an idea if I want to continue working with them. Right. I think that is a good point because, you know, unless you're just a pro, like you talked about, I don't do DIY. So if we have a client that doesn't offer anything, it would be a real struggle for me to just start and, you know, and create a blog for them. Like we've had clients in the past that, you know, they have maybe a product, but they don't really know how to sell it or what their branding is. And that is hard Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're trying to put yourself in their shoes and run their brand as content. But then, um, you get those clients that you do feel good. Like you feel like you can kind of do that volleying back and forth. And yeah, here's your idea. Great. I can make that into this paragraph and let's do that. So that client relationship is huge. I think you've got the voice too. I mean, all of the clients have a different voice. Like you want it to be authentic to them and you know, it's ultimately their material. So I don't want my voice to come through and take over, you know, it's just a generic, like you want, you know, what phrases do they use? What terms do they use? You want to make sure that you're maintaining that for their customers yeah. because they're looking for that. They they fell in love with that client or they're going to fall in love with that client. So you want to give them everything that client represents. So it takes a little time to kind of get their voice and get all of that smoothed down and kind of feel familiar with them and their branding. So how do you learn their voice? Well, it helps a lot if they have a Facebook Live or um if they're doing videos, because if you don't know them in person, you know, you can see their mannerisms, you can see kind of their phrasing, like, are they more formal? Are they very casual? You know, if they're Southern, do they speak like the more Southern terms? Or do they have, you know, it's a lot of that you can just pick up and try and translate into texting, because you don't want to write real formally with a blog, as you know, you want it to be more conversational, you want to feel like you're sitting down with this person and talking to them. So having that authentic voice that they're talking about and bringing that to their blog is important and not just strictly focusing on, you know, the grammar and the sentence length. Like this isn't a college paper. This is a representation of their brand. So you want to make sure that comes through. Yeah, that's a good point. And that can be really hard at the beginning. So sometimes I like to start by diving into the client's past blogs and fixing them up. That's usually one of the things I'm doing early on and I'm learning their writing style. For instance, I know Tracy from Tracy's Fancy. She says a lot of y'alls and and very long sentences. So I feel like I can kind of fake her writing here and there if I need to do a transition or clean the (laughs) paragraphs. But I don't, I don't necessarily want to write her entire blog and because of the topic, I don't. But have you ever had to write a like ghostwrite for a client? I have a little. And again, it's harder. Like if I, I couldn't do it with the DIY people. All the DIY people are really good about having, you know, here's what we're doing and I could just translate it. Um, 
I have. And I even know some people that are doing where they're just creating something on their own. They don't want to do the whole blog and run the business, but they're creative. So they're taking a whole blog post and they're writing it and selling it to a blogger to use. So that's even a whole nother aspect you could do. Oh, glad you said that. Yeah. You know, like you may be very creative with crafting or with cooking, but you don't want to take the time to manage a blog. So you just go and you think I'm going to make this Easter dish and I'm going to take these really great photos and I'm going to sell it to a blogger who's going to pay me money to use my work. And I don't have to deal with necessarily the tech side. Like I know VAs who have taken that on too. And I'm glad you brought that up. This should be a whole nother training. I know of a Facebook group or two where you can do that. You need to have a background and a couple sales where you get vetted, but this (laughs) is the whole thing. If content creation is your thing, or you find a niche or you're good at recipes, Mm -hmm. you can sell it. I mean, it's kind of like subcontracting don't make as much, but you don't have to worry about the marketing and promotion. Right. I think so. it's, and as you've done this as a VA, I think that could even be just a natural sideline, like maybe not even your whole thing, but you know, you know how blogging works, you know how to do it. So if you have a passion for gardening, you know, you can take on the side, you know, do a couple posts about gardening, whatever it might be and supplement that. But yeah, I agree. I think that's something once you've gotten, you're established and you've proven yourself and you've got the background, I don't think you could necessarily jump right into that, but yeah. So you're working on my blog. So could you tell everybody what that process is like on my side? And then I want to come in and as the business owner and fill in some gaps, but just tell everybody like how that works every week. Well, so as you know, we have a schedule that is planned out, you know, and content scheduling is a big part of it. And then as you're going through and you're making your notes and translating them, you know, into usually some type of um, written paragraphs and things. Then it's a matter of taking your ideas and what you've written and again, getting them into WordPress, making them fit, like making sure that there are images that support it, whether they're the images you already have, or maybe some of the stock images doing the SEO, because when you're writing things out, like as a draft, you're not thinking about SEO all the time. (laughs) And if you're good, it's going to naturally be there a lot, but you still want to make sure you're hitting, like, did I use, you know, the right way to really hit it in this first paragraph or whatever. So it's, just kind of thinking about you've got the basic idea and you've been handed that idea, but you just want to tweak it just a little bit for that format, keeping in mind what the readers are going to be seeing and how they're going to find the information. You know, you want them to find it and having those great ideas is great, but if no one finds it, it's not going to do you any good. It's just adding those few extra steps to take it to that level. And then the information is there and you're linking to other relevant information and you've got the SEO, people are finding it. And that's just how you kind of get the whole the whole idea, the whole blog to fit it in. Where do you find your stock images that you use? Well, I've used a lot of the ones that you have in your course that you've listed. Um, You know, there's some good ones and there's actually some pretty high quality stock images that you can find legally through those. What's your favorite site? I don't know. I've actually been using the Canva photos some. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I think they've upped their game a little bit. Yeah, they really have. Pexels, I use Pexels some. Um, Splash, that's another one I go to a lot. Yeah. You know, it, the only bad thing about the stock photos, as you know, is if you use too many of them, it kind of gives that generic feel. So you want to make sure you have enough of your own mixed in with it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to see 10 blog posts about the same thing and they're all going to end up having all the same pictures. <laughs> so if you don't have enough of your own branding in there, you, yeah. you don't want it too generic. But there's some really good sites out there. There really is. And I, I am starting to see some of the same 
photos, especially paintbrush photos. I'm like, <laughs> I know where you got that. I know where you got that. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole, uh, like just so many resources out there of these free photos. So be yeah. mindful of that. I know for me, a stress point was when clients would have me do a blog and then I didn't have enough photos. Right. And it depends if it was a DIY client, they're going to give you enough photos. It does stink when their photos are not good quality and you can kind of right. coach them into that. But um, yeah, so you're doing a really good job with my blog and I'm, I'm exactly yeah. what I teach. I started off like, oh yeah, I got my blog. And then it just became too much. Right. And so some weeks, some weeks to be transparent, you're writing the whole thing. I mean, you know what I'm focusing on that week. We've talked about the ideas. I'm kind of a hands-off business owner. I am not a micro, I like to think I'm not, not a micromanager, but you know, you understand, okay, this week we're pushing her webinar, we're pushing her email list, or this blog is purely for SEO, or this is a mindset. So some of that stuff I do write. Mm-hmm. And some of it, I just say, Hey, this is what I want you to write about, especially if it's more educational, right? Or product reviews, or I don't know, but I feel like the more cut and dry stuff. But yeah. Yeah. And I'll write mindset ones. Right. We've worked together long enough too, that I think, you know, I, I can think like, even as I'm writing your blog, like I can hear your voice in my head. Like, what would Emily say about this? She'd say this. And so, you know, you've got that relationship that helps so much. And it helps. That just comes with time. It really does come with time. And there's tricks you can do to fast track, but the process too, when you start off with a new blogger is you prep it for them, but you don't, hit publish. You put all of that back on the business owner to go over it, edit it, put the final edits on them. I mean, there's going to be mistakes. It always happens. I'm always embarrassed when I make them, but it you know, happens. it happens. Yeah. When you're doing the design, it's going to happen with the, with the typos. You just start seeing everything the same, but get your business owner to do the final approval, get them to publish it, be very clear on when it's coming right. out. And then what also stinks is when the business owner doesn't, I don't know why I'm focusing on the negative right now, but they, they got to remember to promote it. Cause when you do all this work, they sometimes forget. And so being a unicorn VA, you're like, don't forget this, you know, right. not just one email. It's not just like one and done. You got to bring it up on Instagram and Facebook and right. all of that. Yeah. So you can tie it in. And if you go in with a client who is just starting this and doesn't know all that, and you can say, you know, well, how's your Pinterest account going? You know, what are you doing on Instagram? What about your emails? Like, how are we, if you go in and say, let's work on this, then they may not even think about that, but that gives you that value. Cause not only are you, you know, helping them with their work, you're helping them make money, which ultimately is what you want. I mean, that's what they all want. So if you can come in with those ideas right away and say, not only are we going to work on a blog, but we're going to do this to market it. And we're going to do this to share it. And we're going to do this to, you know, get the word out about it. Like that's huge. Everybody's bell should be going off. This is what I teach. Get your foot in the door with blogging and then offer more services. Next thing you know, you're building a sales funnel. Next thing you know, you're writing emails or you're handling Facebook or, you know, doing a portion of the blog promotion and it can just lead to more and you can figure out what else you want to do. You do not have to be actually writing the content for your client. And I do want to say one other thing. Not every client is right for blogging. Some right. clients I've had, I could just tell it wasn't going to work. And I said, listen, you don't have to do 
do this. We don't have to play this game. If you want to blog once a month, that's fine. If you want yours just to be a photo gallery blog, like you need to do you and not just do what other people are telling you, like the minimum words and all of that. So I do coach clients not to blog. <laughs> so right. right. Well, and if it's not authentic, if they can't naturally do it, it's not going to come across as authentic. People aren't going to respond to it. So yeah. And the big thing with the blog is if you're going to put that effort in the blog, you're going to have to do a weekly email. So you instantly have more work there. But we're talking very long game here. Right. It takes a long time to start making money off of your blog. I mean, viral things can happen. Lucky things can happen. But for the most part, the blogger just, they just have to be. Yeah. So somebody had a good question. Kim says, what do you charge and what would be a fair price to charge for blogging? Well, I think a lot of people, if you're starting out, I think people start out for hourly, like $15 an hour or so. And then as you're getting, you know, you're adding in those extra services, maybe you're writing more of the content yourself instead of just formulating it. You know, you can definitely start charging more per hour for that. And then once you kind of have a good idea of how much time it's taking you, you can even look at package prices for a month. I know some people prefer to do it that way. I don't do it that way. Obviously, we do the hourly. I think that's easier because sometimes with blogging, you never really know what it's going to entail. Even when you have a client you worked with for a while, you know, they may need a lot of help with one post, whereas another one, you know, you get everything right there ready to go. Exactly. I think I'm one of the few people who doesn't do the per project pricing, Mm -hmm. which is funny because we just did the whole day rate thing, but I I kind of know in my head, oh, a blog is going to take this much time. Right. But I also want to protect myself because you get that scope creep. Next thing you know, you're designing the Pinterest images and yeah. you're doing the SEO for the Pinterest yeah. and the pin descriptions and, um, and it Yes, but it adds like an hour or so onto each blog post mm-hmm. if you're doing all that extra work for it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. this, yeah, I don't do that. But this is golden information gals and guys. I just want you to know that this is a service people need. Clients get overwhelmed. They can't keep up with the production model of one new piece of content every week. Um, I do have, before we go, because we got to get going, but um, Deanna says, do you prepare the promotion post for Facebook IG so they only have to publish or do you have to create those? Or do you have them create it? Either way, it really depends on the client. Sometimes I've done social media where I already do their social media for them. And it's just natural for me to do it on top of that. Um, Other times they may have, you know, if you're working on a team, if it's a bigger blogger, they may have someone who's like their Instagram person. So you just kind of, you know, pass it on to them. It really, you you can do it anyway. It takes, um, again, it's kind of that thing. And you can go in saying, well, you know, you're not really actively posting on Facebook. And I think if we work on this, if you want to do their Facebook with them, tell them, you know, I think we could promote this on Facebook. I think your Pinterest account could really grow. Why don't I work on that with you? You know, and so kind of think in your head, especially if it's someone new and not an established team, like there's so much potential there. But on the other hand, sometimes some clients, they literally just want the blogging piece and they, you know, you set aside a couple hours a week and you hand it off to the rest of their team and that's it. There's so much out there. There's no one answer to it. It really is really flexible. I like that you said that because I think a lot of our students want this like clean cut answer and this clear direction. And it's not just like this. The whole premise of you being a unicorn is being flexible and resourceful and just figuring out what the client needs and serving the client. You can have boundaries. You can say no. You can hire somebody else and help you. They're really going to be coming to you and they're going to want you to be their 
their sidekick and their consultant to help them with this piece. And I think that's where you grow. Like you start with one little thing and the next thing you know, if you can go and tell them what you can do, they want you to do it. Like they're like, yes, because you're making the money. So it's yeah. like win-win. I mean, you're building their brand and they're making more money. Yeah. So go in with that. Of course, they're going to want that. You know, it, it's ultimately what they need. So. Oh, I will say when I was doing some of Jennifer uh, Allwood's blogs near the end there, uh, she would just vox for me what she wanted to say. And I would type it out and get it all pretty. And by the, this is like at the end, you know, that right. end of a relationship, it didn't start off like this. It started off very slow because it's hard for some clients to give up control of their blog. Mm-hmm. If one of those people who've been doing it forever. If you can come in and say, oh my gosh, I took Emily's course. I know the things we need. I have more ideas for you. You'll get, you'll get hired because they want somebody more. They really do want someone more than just a blogger, but it can be a slow let go process. You're not just going to start over start from the beginning in charge of everything. Like that right. doesn't happen either. Right. Some clients it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, you're going to know your own style as you start doing this more, you're going to find a client and probably right away, you're going to know like, this is really good. Like, I feel like we have a good connection. Some of it, you know, you're kind of more hesitant. You got to take your time and see how it's going to grow from there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I know that you like to be behind the scenes. I appreciate you coming in here and talking to all of our unicorns and virtual assistants. Of course. And Nicole is a wealth of information. How long have we been working together now? I was trying to remember that. Oh, we, I'm like terrible at work anniversaries. It's been quite a few years now. Yeah, several so, years. You have learned so much. You didn't actually take the crash course, although, you know, I gave you access. Nicole, I just want to get you guys to know, she learned on the fly. She learned doing it on the fly and you can too. Right. Because when I started, you hadn't even developed the crash course yet. That was when you were still kind of doing it piece by piece, which I think led you to realize that you could put this all together and make this bigger thing of it to help people. Yeah, I remember thinking as I taught you everything I know right. about interest and blogging, I'm like, oh, there is a linear order yeah. <laughs> to Let's know things. Just do it. Yeah. I like I honed in on it right away. So that is what the crash course is. So if anybody wants more digital media tasks that you can do online or you want some more services you could be offering in your own side hustle, I put the link there to my lead magnet. It's over there somewhere. <laughs> and there's 10 things I do on there that I started doing with clients early. This is what I taught Nicole like three or four years ago. This is how Nicole started. This is how I started. This is how Deb started. And it's all blogging services is on there. But you'll also see some other things that you might think like, oh, I guess I I could offer that too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I got to go and good luck with your appointment today. And (laughs) good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Right, thanks for joining me on Unicorns Unite. I hope you learned a lot about Nicole. And most importantly, I hope you learned that blogging and offering blogging services is a great way to get started and be a unicorn online. If you can help with blogging, the doors will open up to other things, Pinterest, email marketing, affiliate marketing, launches, WordPress. I really think that blogging is the gateway to getting more work getting some experience and finding out what you're good at. So again, thanks for joining me. I'd love it if you left a review and you subscribed and you shared this podcast with a friend who would be great at helping bloggers do the work online. Bye. 
you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Their, their ears light up, their eyes light up, whatever. <laughs> and 